Look, adding Zeke and Dalvin Cook to the Jets and the Patriots isn't going to make a huge difference. It's not going to change their world. It's not going to change their Super Bowl odds or anything like that. But we do know this. The AFC is already crowded, and those teams at least got a little bit better, especially the Jets, who we found out now from Patrick Everson. The biggest liability, shockingly, after hard knocks when it comes to the Super Bowl market, and that is not a surprise, even a tiny little bit. And, like, a lot of people do it because you guys missed the price, and now... You're raining on my parade, biggest <laughs> liability. Like, go away. Oh you guys God. slandered the Jets, Ryan. slandered the good name of Aaron Rodgers. Don't come aboard the train that's now. That's not how it, you know that that's not how it goes. We are always early. Uh, we as a show, we as a, a group. But truthfully, most people aren't thinking about betting mm-hmm. NFL futures in May. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's just, the way that, that's just the way love goes. You know, you wait until you see uh, something that gets your eye, something that catches your eye, something that gets your mouth watering and a moose bouge And I tell you what, Aaron Rodgers' highlights on Hard Knocks got my mouth watering. Pause. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, is she going to say it? Is she going to do it? She did it. There you go. Good job. You yes. even get a ding just for that, just because it worked worked perfectly. Yeah, I look, the Jets could be a 10-win team. The oh, Jets yeah. could also be the seventh-best team in the AFC with 10 wins. Yeah. And just sneak into they the playoffs. They could be the Dream Team Eagles where they finish 500 or they finish as a seven-win team. That's what's crazy about the AFC, and especially this division, right? Like, yeah, we're all excited about Miami. If Tua stays healthy, you have Jalen Waddell. You have Tyreek. You have a ridiculous offense. And now you have Vic Fangio as your def- uh, defensive coordinator and maybe Jalen Ramsey at some point this season. I don't know um, about the, the Patriots. What was the number you got the Jets at? Uh, let's actually pull up my number. On. I want to say it was 16. I remember oh, no, no. Oh, oh, no. 20, 25 to 1. Oh, it was 25? Okay. Yeah. yeah let's, pull, let's pull it up, actually. Well, I know it was before Aaron Rodgers went there. Because so we I... also want to check if our yeah. inner uh, Miami bet his cash. And that one has been graded. A victory. I have the Jets twenty-five to one. I placed this bet uh, March seventh at one forty-six a.m. <laughs> I also played All of the your Jets bets are in the middle of the night too. I played the Jets Super Bowl fifty-eight winner one forty-six a.m. March seventh twenty-five to one. I also played them fourteen to one to win the AFC. Uh, that was at one forty-nine a.m. Yeah. on March seventh as well. And that's the next day. Aaron Rodgers. That all comes out. He goes on McAfee. Says I want to be a Jet. And uh, yeah, but I wouldn't play it at the current price. Too much hype right now, and you're not getting a good number. I would rather wait and see if they get off to a slow start. You have Aaron Rodgers learning a new offense, throwing to pretty much all new teammates other than Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, and uh, we don't feel really strongly about the offensive line. So I'd maybe wait and see if you could get a better number. You know, on the Jets right now, I wouldn't play at the current schedule. price. That schedule, they open up, obviously, uh, with the Bills, right? Um, mm-hmm. Say that's a loss. Say the Cowboys are a loss. Say they go one and three. Do you jump on then? No, then I start to worry a little yeah. bit. Like, I like them against really? Buffalo divisional game at home week one. I think they lose to the Cowboys. I think Mike McCarthy gets his revenge yeah. against Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> yeah, if they get off to a slow start like that, then I start to worry because, like, right now they're in the, the honeymoon phase where Aaron Rodgers loves his teammates, loves the coaching staff, loves the voice of God, loves Joe Jonas. The minute that things go wrong, though, like, you know, if they get blown out by Buffalo, he gets sacked six times, he throws two interceptions. I love Aaron Rodgers, but we know how this goes. He mopes on the sideline, he throws his teammates under the bus, and it could get really ugly really fast. So if they get off to a slow start, I'd probably just hold off and uh, 
just stay away from them because like I don't know what to do with Buffalo. Buffalo is a team that coming into the season, I could see there being some regression just because of all those injuries they had on the defensive side of the ball. But if Von Miller comes back and he's 80% of what Von Miller was, I think that obviously fixes the pass rush. You still have Josh Allen. Um, You know, like last year they won 13 games. Nine of those were by nine or more points. So not only did they win 13 games, but they covered the number. They dominated. They kind of fell apart you know, the second half of the season, but that's because they had the second worst injury luck in the entire league and they had no pass rush whatsoever. But man, now everybody's kind of like worrying me a little bit. If they get Von Miller back, I think so for sure. And you made a huge difference there alone. Like you, you saw the fall off just when Von Miller was out of that lineup. Yeah. And now like guys like, I mean, you know, Eager's pretty high on Buffalo still. A lot of smart people still pretty high on Buffalo. Uh, I'm all about the Jets. But I don't know, man. I just look at it, and they they have the fourth most difficult schedule. Like, you look at the opposing quarterbacks they're going to see. Obviously, Mahomes. They're going to see Joe Burrow, hopefully. Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers twice. In the the, uh, NFC, you get Dak Prescott. You get Trevor Lawrence. You get Tua twice. Like, they have the most difficult schedule. After Week 11, they have the toughest schedule in the league. Six of their last seven games are against teams that are projected to have a winning record. So they have to get off to a good start. Buffalo, or I think they're in trouble. That's what the season comes down to, I think, in the AFC East. You can't get off to a slow start. Well, we, we, the thing, too, is we, we watched that offense last year start to kind of dwindle off as the season went on, too. Yeah. Josh Allen, they, they have got to, look, I know this is difficult to do, but you've got to find ways to not make your offense just about Josh Allen. I know a lot of people might scream and yell and say that that's a ridiculous thing to say, but in reality, I don't want Josh Allen running the football as much as he does. Like, I understand they're going to throw as often as they do, and they should be doing that. But there's a certain point where you look, and it's just everything is involving Josh Allen. At some point, the dude's going to take a hit. He's going to get popped, and that's going to change the trajectory of this entire season. But, I mean, you watch towards the end of last year where he threw for only 147 against the Jets, and then 304 against Miami, but just 172 against Chicago, and then... You know, had had a couple of touchdowns at least to end the season against uh, New England on January eighth, and you go, okay, well things are like there's just there was a level of inconsistency with Buffalo's offense as the the season went on, and I understand they obviously went through something too with Demar Hamlin that was above and beyond what any team should have to deal with. That was certainly a distraction late in the season, but some of this was you know happening before that even was the case. Josh Allen got off to a smoking start last year. Oh yeah, I mean he he was putting up huge numbers, and you watch it and you is, just go like, is he going to get worn out as the season goes on? His third down conversions were insane. Like he was converting at I think the league's best rate in the NFL, right, Ryan? We talked about this a bunch last season on the show, and the thing that should concern folks who are betting on the uh, on the Bills and are saying the exact same thing as you Ashley was like, well, maybe they'll just take the ball out of Josh Allen's hand. They'll start running the ball more with Dalvin Cook's little brother. I don't think that they will. Like Mm-mm. Sal Capaccio's like been either. on our show a bunch. And he's saying that that's their strategy. That's the direction that they're going. Yeah, and like that was the thing that I didn't love with the was the uh, were the early down play calls from Ken Dorsey because it's just so hard to duplicate that you know two years in a row where you're going to convert sixty five percent on third down and it wasn't just like third and two, third and three. It was like third and six, third and seven. Josh Allen last year was superhuman. I know he threw some really bad interceptions, especially the second half of the season. But if Gabe Davis 
doesn't get hurt week two with a high ankle sprain and has the year that we all expected. Like, you look at it last year, Gabe Davis only caught 48 of 93 targets for 836 yards yeah. and seven touchdowns. He had that four-touchdown performance in the playoffs. We thought he was going to have dude. a monster year, right? Stephon Diggs was really good. Um, 11 touchdowns, 1,400 yards. But what I am excited about the offensive side of the ball is Dalton Kincaid. I know he's a tight end, but you're going to put him in the mm-hmm. slot. Um, you still have Dawson Knox there, so you're going to run a lot of t- two tight end sets. So, I don't know. I mean, um, the offense isn't really what scares me. It's just like, can they stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball? Because Von Miller, before he got hurt last year, looked like Von Miller. Like, at 25 years old, he had eight sacks. He was sixth in ESPN's pass uh, rush win rate, looking at edge rushers, and then he got hurt. So, if he comes back, stays healthy, if Ed Oliver has a bounce back year, only had two and a half sacks last year, but did have 14 quarterback hits, um, who knows, man? You still have Matt Milano. I worry a little bit about the secondary. Eager made a really good point about that second corner spot. I worry about Trey White coming back healthy. He didn't come back until, what, week 12 last year. Didn't really look like himself. You have Micah Hyde coming off a neck injury. You do bring back Jordan Poyer, but he was hurt a lot last season. It just comes down but to But he can doesn't have healthy. a big injury history. That's why yeah. I feel a and little... And he plays hurt. Yeah, he plays hurt. <laughs> Jordan Poyer made a huge difference with them defensively, just like Von Miller did. We watched the fall off when Jordan Poyer missed time. But if you go back and look at his career, he's not somebody that's been very injury prone. So certainly mm-hmm. the hope there for them is like, all right, he, we're going to have him out here longer, which is good. You know, it's funny. If you look, you look at all this defense, but the offensive side of things, other than New England, you could have three potentially really dynamic offenses in the AFC East. I mean, we talk about Buffalo adding Dalton Kincaid, but there's also the Jets, and we know what Aaron Rodgers is going to bring to the table, and Miami. I I mean, the Miami Dolphins, if Tua stays healthy the entire season last year, are a team that could have been the best offense in the NFL. Like They had the chance to be like a record-breaking passing offense with what you've got just out at wide receiver alone. Also, they were 9-1 and one with Tua, so he yeah. just really has to stay yeah. Who's in the MVP I mean, conversation? Jalen Waddell's going to have a breakout season, I think. Tyreek just has to stay healthy. Even if Tyreek doesn't give you what he's given you the last three years, he's still a top-5, top-10 receiver in this league. Um, and then the, the defense should improve, especially the secondary. Now, losing Jalen Ramsey sucks, even if he's not Jalen Ramsey yeah. from four years ago, five years ago in Jacksonville. That was still your biggest offseason pickup. You bring in Vic Fangio. The reason I like that so much is you're going to see the Jets twice, and Vic Fangio, nobody has Aaron Rodgers figured out, but he always gives Aaron Rodgers a tough time. So I love that. Uh, I love that pickup for Miami. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a loaded division. I could see all those teams winning double-digit games. Maybe even New England surprises everybody with Bill O'Brien calling plays for Mac Jones. Still a pretty solid defense. And now Bill Belichick possibly like coaching for his legacy and his job all of a sudden out of nowhere. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility, too, to think that the Jets were willing to sign Dalvin Cook just to keep him away from the Dolphins. Because you had Dalvin Cook, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson right now, like that's that's not a backfield that's horrendous, but that's not a backfield that you're scared of. If you add Dalvin Cook to that mix, that's going to make the Dolphins, Trista, I think a much more uh, potent offense. It adds another threat back there. And then that's something the Jets, I'm sure, had to think about. Oh, I mean, absolutely. If you look at Miami's depth chart uh, at the running back position, and that's pretty much the only area where you're like, "Uh, I don't know, right? Like, Raheem Mostert, okay. Jeff, well, I mean, it's basically the San Francisco 49ers cast off running backs. Uh, And then you've got A-Shane, and then you've got Gaskin. 
I'm not a believer in this running game outside of the fact that it's McDaniel, who is one of the best play callers and schemers in the league from the Kyle Shanahan tree, right? They don't care about running backs. They don't care who's there. They're going to be able to figure out a way to make them look really good. But if they had Dalvin Cook, I promise you this offense would look better than it does with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Yeah, even with Dalvin Cook being another year older, right? Because that was why everybody was so high on McDaniel when he got that job because Kyle Shanahan calls him the best offensive mind he's ever worked with. But also before he was the play call, before he was the offensive coordinator, he was the run game coordinator. So a lot of those run schemes, blocking schemes come from him. And so that's why Delvin Cook made complete sense. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, like Delvin Cook wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers the entire time. And let's be honest, like because Aaron Rodgers took such a big pay cut, they were able to give him the most money because I am still surprised at how much Delvin got. The Zeke, the Zeke deal looks a lot more than he got paid. He got paid what three point five four million? No, it was like six, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but like, like realistically, six. I think was it was it like four point five. Yeah, whereas Delvin's yeah. gonna pocket six, like five point five six million. So I was surprised he got that deal, and I don't think he gets that anywhere but else. Delvin Cook is worth guys. more than Zeke. Oh like, yeah, absolutely, be, absolutely. Delvin yes, Cook's yes. still on the tail end. Zeke's gonna be maybe your goal line back, and and that's about it. Yeah. So, look, you just have to look look around and say it's a one year deal. And the Jets are all in to win a Super Bowl now. So why not go all in when you have the space to go and add another running back to that mix when you don't know what Brees Hall is going to be for six weeks of the season, maybe even the entire year? Well, yeah, the Jets are doing it the right way, right? Because, like, you have Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Both of those guys could have won rookie of the year if Brees Hall doesn't get injured after week six. And they're on rookie deals. On the defensive side of the ball, you have the best corner in the league, but he just happens to only be going in his second year, so he's on a rookie deal. So, like, now's the time to strike. This is what Cincinnati's been doing the last couple years. This is why, you know, uh, they made that surprise run to the Super Bowl. It wasn't just because of Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. It's because of the defensive line. They spent the fourth most money on the defensive line two years ago. That's why I feel like they really got to win it this year, and the Jets have a two-year window. Because let's be honest, after the two-year window of Aaron Rodgers, if it is Zach Wilson... They're not Super Bowl contending. <laughs> you know? No. Uh, he, he's learning, They are though. not. He is learning. He's learning. He's learning not to push the ball down the field because be, he has a noodle arm. It's going to be different <laughs> this time. You know, all this, and we don't even mention the Patriots and their six-and-a-half win total because... Which they, probably I, means they win the division. Like, right. let's be honest. Well, is okay. anybody here going then, to be shocked if they win 12 games? Yes, I would be shocked if, if they won 12 games. I if mean, they won eight, I would say no, that's like, not shocking. Like, I keep saying, like, I keep ripping the offseason moves. Juju Smith-Schuster's an upgrade. He's your underneath wide receiver, right? And you bring in Mike Kosicki, who I know he's not a blocking tight end, but you could put him in the slot. He's a decent receiving tight end. You have a real call uh, play caller right now in Bill O'Brien. Not a good head coach, but a good play caller. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones and him work magic together at Alabama. We know what they'll be defensively. So who knows, man? Maybe they do surprise some people. I mean, I like the over six yeah, and I mean, a half if- with them, but I-, I think we're looking at an eight max with them. So let's let's not get too if- crazy given the rest of that division. If you're talking about a a team that wants to get by or live off of their defense and running the ball with, you know, two, we'll call it two good running backs, then they could win some games doing that. They'll just be unwatchable. Yeah. You know who doesn't care if they're unwatchable? Who? Um, Bill Belichick. I, I, I don't I don't care. Uh, we're on to the next game. Yeah, uh, I feel like they've been unwatchable since Brady left. <laughs> they have, Although honestly. the Cam Newton year during COVID was kind of fun. It was fun for like Funny. the first two weeks when he thought he was back and then never mind. Uh, the NBA announced their in-season tournament schedule. We'll look at that next. It's BetMGM Tonight.